1: GX on Agriculture
2: with Doug Falconer. Good afternoon and welcome to GX on Agriculture. Coming up on today's program, it's expected that more farmers will be implementing the 4R Nutrient Stewardship Program in the years to come. We'll hear from Quinton Cubbin, who is the Crops Extension Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture in North Battleford. The president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture is one of those attending the APAS Annual General Meeting in Saskatoon this week. We'll hear from Mary Robinson, who hails from Prince Edward Island. There was an excellent producer panel discussion Wednesday at the Canola Discovery Forum in Saskatoon. We will hear from Shayla Worms from St. Walberg in northwestern Saskatchewan as she talks about their experiences with new technology. All of those stories and much more coming up on today's edition of GX on Agriculture. But first, it's time for the Agriculture Outlook with Precision Weather. And that's a presentation of Milligan Bio. Milligan Bio now offers bio meal for your livestock, giving your animals more protein, more energy, and more of what they need. It's also brought to you by Sean Prahitka, your REMAX Blue Chip Ag Division Specialist agriculture outlook
1: with precision weather
2: with phil spivak from precision weather and phil we have a mainly sunny sky here today and it looks like our temperatures are moderating a bit as well
3: Yeah, above normal this afternoon. Not bad, right? A little breeze has picked up, though, and it's really more the strength of the high that's pushing out of Ontario toward Quebec than it is the storm that's sliding toward us. That storm, really insignificant. It's got uh, some cloudiness with it. We'll see some of that rolling in through the night. Uh, There's a chance that a flurry results from from that front sliding in late tonight through tomorrow. 10 overnight, 20% for sort of early morning hours tomorrow. Most of us, even if we get anything in the air, it's insignificant stuff, uh, hardly worth mentioning. Uh, but the front is there, and the cloudiness is there. And the wind, as that storm gets closer to us, why should it settle back down? Uh, it's, it, like I said, it's the high, so with the low getting closer, we'll see that gentle breeze return by later on this afternoon and tonight. Partly to mostly sunny today, partly to mostly cloudy tonight. We drop off to minus 15, and tomorrow, that cloudiness in the morning, again, that chance is a flurry in the air. Nothing to worry about through the day. We'll get back to sunshine as the day goes on, the high minus 8. The wind turns around slightly to the west to southwest as this front goes by, and we're in the warmer air mass tomorrow. What's the difference in the warmer air mass? Minus 7 tomorrow after minus or Sunday, minus 8 on Saturday. It's not a transition of air masses. The warm air is sitting uh, sort of southwest. There's a, just a pocket of it. There's not a lot of warm air to go around. That's why this, these little pockets of warm air as they try to move through it and bring the systems don't really have much kick to them because there's just not much difference. So nothing to really uh, stir up any conflict. Minus 13, though, Saturday night. Minus 7 on Sunday again. Another system coming at us. This one looks a little deeper. Uh, it's going to bring in some Steadier uh, steadier light snow for the first half of the week. Fairly unsettled uh, as that comes through. We're around uh, minus 7, though, on Sunday. Most of the day is dry. We'll watch for a few flurries toward the end of the day. Then Monday, light snow and flurries remain a uh, possibility. Start to get into, get into uh, to some accumulating snow. Monday, minor stuff. Tuesday, we'll get into the more significant accumulation. And while I say significant, we're not talking about a major storm over the course of the week, though. We are going to be dealing with likely some light snow each day. The upside... The temperatures are close to average or even above average. The
2: downside, there are going to be some flurries in the air just about every day next week. That's Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. Temperatures around the region this hour. The Paw and Dauphin are at 13 degrees. Swan River, minus 16. Brandon, minus 12. Shoal Lake-Russell, minus 11. Roblin, minus 8. Regina is at minus 13. Saskatoon, minus 6. Hudson Bay, minus 8. Broadview-Mooseman, minus 7. Indian Head, minus 10. Winyard-Wadena-Kelvington, minus 5. The Yorkton-Melville region has a mainly sunny sky. A south-southeast wind at 24 kilometres an hour. 80% is the relative humidity. The temperature is minus 13 degrees with the wind chill it feels more like minus twenty two degrees yesterday Yorkton reached a high of minus eleven degrees and dropped to a low of minus nineteen degrees there was no precipitation recorded in the twenty four hour period ending at midnight last night the normal high for this date is minus ten the normal low is minus twenty the sun rose in Yorkton at eight forty two this morning and it will set at 443 this afternoon extreme temperatures for Manitoba and Saskatchewan yesterday the Manitoba hotspot was Sprague at minus seven degrees the cold spot was Thompson at minus 38 degrees the Saskatchewan hotspot yesterday was Maple Creek which got up to plus three degrees the Saskatchewan cold spot was the national cold spot once again key lake got down to minus 45 degrees and that's a look at your agriculture weather it's time now to check in once again with Danny Ismond 1-866-783-4800 one
1: 783 4800 is the number to call for your Yorkton Exhibition Cash Lottery. $100,000 grand prize. Yes, that's got to go on Monday. Now, you still have time to get your ticket. And we know how this plays out, right? As the day goes on here Friday, we're getting ready and getting ready for the weekend, getting ready to head out. It gets busier and busier. And you're like, okay, well, I was fighting with that phone for a little bit. And uh, I got, I'm just going to put it on hold here for a second. And I'll come back to it. And then you forget. And then all of a sudden you hear the draws and you hear the names that come out. And it's not your name because you forgot. Well, you don't have to be in that situation. Right now, you call in, you're going to get one of our wonderful uh, volunteers and people here with the Yorkton Exhibition on the phone. That's It's that simple. You call right now, you're going to get that ticket at 1-866-783-4800. $100,000. It does have to go to somebody. And listen, this morning when we found out there was only 1,200 tickets sold, I was like, well, that is great for everyone that's in that draw drum because that's his better chances to win. 1-866-783-4800. 1-866-783-4800. It is the Yorkton Exhibition Cash Lottery.
2: Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. It's expected that more farmers will be implementing the 4R Nutrient Stewardship Program in the years to come. Quinton Cubin is the Crops Extension Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture in North Battleford.
0: The Canadian federal government has set out targets to reduce fertilizer emissions by 30% by the year 2030. The way that we can reach this goal is becoming a 4R nutrient stewarded producer. The 4R program is created by using the right rate at the right place, using the right source at the right time. Already, Canada's nitrogen use efficiency is sitting higher than the world's average and over the last 15 years, Canadian farmers have used 4R program to reduce their fertilizer emissions. Ways that a farmer can reduce their emissions is by using urea inhibitors. These include polymer-coated urea, urease, and nitrogen inhibitors. These can help reduce denitrification, volatilization, and microbial activity, which all contribute to nitrogen losses or greenhouse gas emissions. In fall fertilizer applications, a farmer should be using a deep band to help keep nitrogen in the soil. Application of dry fertilizer should not be spread on top of snow, as this can cause for big nitrogen losses and cost you money. To become a 4R nutrient stewarded farm, you'll need to talk to your 4R certified agronomist to create a fertility program that's right for you. An agronomist can make sure that your acres are considered 4R. These acres are then submitted to Fertilizer Canada. The idea behind the 4R program is to help lower fertilizer expenses and to become more environmentally friendly. For more information, contact your local crops extension specialist or the Agriculture Knowledge Centre. At 1-866-457-2377.
2: That's Quinton Cubbon, the Crops Extension Specialist, with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture in North Battleford. It's time now for the Beef and Forage Report, and that's a presentation of Lane Realty. Beef and Forage Report. Brazilian meatpacker JBS is closing its U.S. plant-based foods business, Planterra Foods, after about two years. The closure signals increasing troubles in the plant-based protein sector, where U.S. sales are flattening. Colorado-based Plantera sold fake meat under the Ozo brand, but JBS will now focus on its plant-based operations in Brazil and Europe. The sector has come under pressure because meat alternatives do not taste good enough and prices are too high, according to Gary Stiebel, chief executive of the New England Consulting Group, which works on consumer products. He says JBS made a good decision to shut down Plantera. This summer, Beyond Meat lowered its revenue forecast for the year and announced job cuts as rising inflation hurt efforts to make its pricier plant-based meat more affordable. And that's today's Beef and Forage Report. It's time now for the Ag Review portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. GX94, Ag Review. A red tractor took the spotlight at an equipment auction this week. A versatile tractor sold for the highest price during Wednesday's Ritchie Brothers auction in Saskatoon. The 2020 Versatile 570DT sold for $540,000. The four items rounding out the top five items sold at the auction as follows. A 2016 John Deere 9570R Tractor sold for $520,000. A 2017 Case IH 620 Quad Track sold for $400,000. Another 2017 KSIH 620 Quad Track sold at this auction, this one for $390,000. And finally, a 2019 KSIH 9250 Combine sold for $360,000. A Manitoba company providing day old layer chicks to poultry producers in the Three Prairie Provinces is under new joint ownership. International Layer Distribution, or ILD, a subsidiary of German egg layer breeding firm EW Group, and Trown Nutrition Canada, a livestock feed arm of nutri have announced their joint venture has acquired Clark's Poultry for an undisclosed sum. Clark's, founded by Doug Clark in 1947 and sold to the Brandon-based Lawson family in 1970, sells layer chicks in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta under the Lohmann Breeders brand. Lohmann Breeders, another German-based international firm in the layer parent breeding business, has been part of ILD's parent group, EW Group, since 1987, when Lohmann was bought by what was then known as Paul Wes Johansson & Company. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency has issued a recall for a type of cheese that was sold in Ontario and Quebec.
4: The agency is recalling Igor brand Gorgonzola mild ripened blue vein cheese due to possible listeria contamination. The affected product was sold in 350 gram packages with a best before date of February 1st, 2023. There have been no reports of any illnesses linked to the product. Food contaminated with listeria may not look or smell spoiled, but can
5: still make you sick. Emily Joweski, The Canadian Press.
2: A wildlife technician at the Atlantic Veterinary College in Prince Edward Island is hoping the clinic can start treating wild birds again next year after it was forced to halt admissions last spring due to avian influenza. Feep DeBee says wild birds usually compose about 85% of the animal clinic's caseload and that 425 were admitted for treatment in 2021. But DeBee says it made the difficult decision to cease admissions in March in order to protect the exotic pets that are treated at the animal hospital, which is part of the University of Prince Edward Island. She says the hospital isn't big enough to isolate infected animals, but she's hopeful enough money can be raised to expand the facility so it can begin to care for wild birds again next spring. The European Commission has cut its estimate of this year's drought-hit maize harvest in the European Union to a new 15-year low, while again raising its projection for this season's maize imports. European maize, or corn crops, endured severe drought and several heat waves during the crucial summer growth period. The Commission reduced its estimate of usable production of maize in the EU in 2022-23, to 53.3 million metric tons from 54.9 million a month ago, further confirming the crop will be the smallest since 2007. In a presentation accompanying the Commission's data, the EU executive branch said the latest production cut reflected downward revisions to area and or yield in Romania and to a lesser extent in France. The Commission increased its EU maize import forecast in the 2022-23 season to 23 million metric tons from the 22 million estimate a month earlier. And that's the ag review portion of our program. It's time now to head back out once again to Danny Ismond. I have your ticket
1: right here, right now, with the Yorkton Exhibition Cash Lottery. So uh, how are you going to come and get it? Are you going to come and stop by the Gallagher Center and get it here at the Yorkton Exhibition office? Or are you going to go to the com online? Or are you going to go call at 1-866-783-4800? We can help you out any of those ways when you give us a call, when you get a hold of us online, when you stop on by here, you will get that ticket. And I just take a look at all the great communities that have supported us over the years, last year and this year already, and where those winners are coming from, right? Last year, the winners in our GX94 listening area, we had multiples from these areas like Yorkton, Kenora, Springside, Willowbrook, Melville, there was Belcaris, Camsack, Kipling, uh, there's Kelleher, Ryan, just to name a few. All those communities had winners with Yorkton Exhibition cast Lottery. Was it the $100,000 that's going to be going to your town this year? Is that you? Is it the 50-50? Last year's winner? Well, that was Dolores, who enjoyed $41,000. This year, we don't know how much it's going to be, and we don't know where it's going to go. I hope it's to you, and I hope it's a lot. 1-866-783-4800. one 866 783
2: Good luck to you. It's the Orton Exhibition Cash Lottery. Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. I'm Doug Falconer. It's mainly sunny and minus 13 degrees in the Yorkton Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at 1 o'clock. The President of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture is one of those attending the APAS annual general meeting in Saskatoon this week. Mary Robinson from Prince Edward Island has held the post for nearly four years but will be stepping aside at the CFA annual general meeting in March looking back, she says there were many issues to deal with.
5: The last four years certainly were not what anyone anticipated, straight across the board, you know, let alone at CFA. So, first big thing that we faced when I became president was China, and it's a uh, shut of Canadian canola, and then we were into rail strikes and rail blockades, and uh, we had COVID come along, and that created a lot of problems, and one one I definitely remember is the the issue with uh, temporary foreign because borders closed for all intents and purposes, so we had cherry farmers in B.C., asparagus growers in Ontario, fruit tree growers in the Annapolis Valley. Take your pick. Uh, we had farmers that were relying on that labor coming in. So from there forward, we have had avian influenza. There was African swine fever, potato wart, hurricanes, droughts, atmospheric rivers. It's been uh, it's been a lot, uh, and certainly each of those challenges uh, presented opportunity for problem solving for relationship building and for just trying to get through the moment so i love that this work means you don't bury your head in the sand but you you bring your best to the table and try to make it better
2: she says Ottawa has worked fairly well with farm groups and organizations over the past four years.
5: There are varying opinions of the federal government in every pocket of this country, but at the end of the day, regardless of who government is, government is who the Canadian Federation of Agriculture has to work with. So it doesn't really matter what your opinion is of them, they are your dance partners I like to say. And I know uh, Minister mary claude Beau, she has been the most lobbied minister on the hill, which I think uh, speaks volumes about the work that uh, the folks here at APAS do as well as CFA and and all the other ag organizations that that go and meet with her on a regular basis to make sure she's informed of the challenges and opportunities that we face. So this government has certainly faced all of those same crises with us and I think that our relationship with this uh, minister of agriculture Mary Colby-Bow has been really good and I think that's so important. Uh, We may not always agree on the details but I think it's incredibly important that when I pick up the phone and and I call her that she answers the call and we have a conversation that that is invaluable because if you're just going to take your toys and go home you're not really going to move the needle anywhere on any of these issues.
2: Robinson says the CFA has had a good working relationship with APAS as well.
5: Yeah, absolutely it has. So Todd Lewis, former president of APAS, is now uh, the second VP of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, and uh, I can't imagine a, a better mix of vice presidents. Our, our executive is just wonderful in that we have a lot of uh, respect for each other, and we're able to represent regional issues because we have varied uh, geography within that that structure. We have Todd from Saskatchewan, Keith Curry from Ontario, and myself from Prince Edward Island. So it's it's really been a wonderful group to work with, and then looking specifically at the guys at the helm right now at APAS, uh, Ian has done an exceptional job. I love that Ian comes to the table and speaks his mind. Uh, he's a very thoughtful guy, and I think he does a great job representing uh, the, the ag producers from Saskatchewan, and obviously Bill Probilski, uh, super guy. They, they, they've been wonderful to work with.
2: And she had these final thoughts.
5: I would love people in Saskatchewan and beyond Saskatchewan, Canada, and and even beyond Canada to uh, give more thought to what agriculture embodies. Uh, It not only produces most of our food, but also the folks that produce our food are the stewards of our land. And that's so incredibly important. And and these folks are price takers. So when we see... uh, fertilizer and fuel and labor costs skyrocketing these guys have no opportunity to pass that on because they sell in a commoditized market so I think uh, we, we ran a campaign at CFA uh, a year or so ago called food for thought and what we're trying to do is get into the urban centers and even rural centers because people are re- they're removed from farms now but just to tweak that level of interest and understanding that uh, next time you're talking with your MP uh, ask them what their policy is in agriculture because ultimately that not only means uh, implications for our food security, uh, but it's also a big deal as to how we're going to mitigate climate change.
2: Meanwhile, APAS President Ian Boxall says Mary Robinson has been a unifying force.
3: I think the job that she has done in bringing all of the industries together, I think she has done a phenomenal job of melding that table that maybe at one time at the CFA was a little bit divisive and now has come together as a group and works for the betterment of all of agriculture, whether they're involved in that sector or not. At the end of the day, that CFA board table and that organization works for the betterment of all, and I think she has had a great hand
2: in in doing that at that table. The APAS Annual General Meeting continues today in Saskatoon with discussions on grain transportation and grain contracts. It's time now for the Livestock Market Conditions and their presentation of the Yorkton Crossing Retirement Village. Livestock Market Conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for February are trading at 155.97 this hour that's up 205. April live cattle trading at 159.65, up 160. March feeder cattle, make that January feeder cattle trading at 184.15, that's up 67. March feeder cattle trading at 185.42, up 37. February lean hogs trading at 84.22, down 47. April lean hogs trading at 90.75, unchanged from yesterday's close. And that's the livestock market conditions. There was an excellent producer panel discussion Wednesday at the Canola Discovery Forum in Saskatoon. The topic was using precision agricult- agriculture tools, everything from autonomous platforms to drone spraying. Three Saskatchewan farmers talked about their experiences with new technology, as well as what they see down the road. One of the speakers was Shayla Worms from St. Walberg. Shayla farms with her husband Nick on diverse pieces of land in the St. Walberg, Maquah, and Turtleford areas, in northwestern Saskatchewan.
4: We deal with a lot of variety in terms of our topography as well. So we have gentle rolling to extreme hills at about actually a 23% grade. We have significant rock, so we're talking major rock below the surface that could really uh, ruin a lot of headers and drills, and then as well as dealing with bluffs and sloughs. Our primary crops are canola, oats, wheat, barley, and then limited pulses as well, so primarily small grain. And common challenges are just that we actually deal with pretty excessive moisture, particularly in Macwa, which is towards Meadow Lake. And then just the fact that we're about um, 100 kilometers apart from uh, the, the fields.
2: Oil wells are also a challenge on some of their land
4: which has kind of a a bunch of challenges that pose in itself with the weeds and just number of turns that are needed with those and kind of rocks off berms. We deal with erosion and drainage. Um, Those are always top of mind as well. We have about 6,000 acres that uh, was pasture in hayland six years ago. So, um, I, I again farm with my husband and his family. So, they actually had black Angus cattle previously and we've converted everything to grain producing land because that's we didn't want to be livestock farmers for a variety of reasons. Worms says
2: precision agriculture is about efficiency and effective use of resources. She talks about how it is applied on their farm.
4: We use an intelligent egg blockage monitor, which is very important for us and an air guard dehumidifier. I think this is definitely an area where we'd be a little bit different than typically the southern farmers because we are dealing with seeding through uh, major moisture most of the times. We did experience drought in similarity to other southern farmers this past couple years, but typically we're dealing with major moisture. So we use a disk drill kind of common misconception is that district Drills are are not good for rock, but uh, we find that it actually works incredibly well. So that is a big piece as to why we um, run a Borgo 3720. We typically switch the setup with our drill. So our tank runs in the middle because we need a little bit more hitch weight to allow for us to get um, up hills when it comes to seeding. Just allows for us to not have the risk of rolling and another way that we apply precision agriculture on the farm is with a high clearance sprayer as well with individual nozzle control so that is a big piece it also means paying attention to the fact that nozzles have to be upgraded you need to be using the right nozzles that's a kind of underplayed part as well we have independent weather stations because we are dealing with a large diversity of land we need the weather to be very precisely uh, forecasted for us we We have weather stations at all three locations. We run vertical knives on our headers. We straight cut all of our crops, so we find that that makes a huge difference. It saves us, again, a lot of time. Our chopper is also very important. We deal with a lot of residue management. That's a big part of our area, so we're dealing with large yielding crops, and so we need that chopper to be precise, and we need it to make sure that it um, is distributing that plant material properly. Really, uh, A little bit different than most people when it comes to breaking land in general. Again, we have the rocks to deal with. So we've found that mapping those deadhead rocks are very important. So that's how we typically use precision agriculture as well. So we're able to provide pinpoint on each one of those rocks so that when it comes to harvest, we have those deadheads flagged so that we can um, you know, weave around them, make sure we're lifting the header up manually at those points just to make sure we're not going to crush a header or ruin the drill there.
2: Shayla Worms and her husband Nick farm in northwestern Saskatchewan at St. Walburg, Maqua, and Turtleford. Shayla was part of a producer panel Wednesday at the Canola Discovery Forum in Saskatoon. I'll have more with Worms coming up in a few minutes, but first it's time to check in once again with Danny Ismond
1: next Exhibition Cash Lottery. $100,000 grand prize has to go on Monday. Now, you're getting set uh, inputs for the uh, spring, right? You're thinking to that crop next year, and you know I may already have that taken care of, but $100,000 in your pocket, does it help things out a little bit? Does it help you moving forward? Just think uh, in your farming operation how $100,000 could help you. Your cattle farming, all right, perfect, $100,000. I'm sure that goes to help, right? I know there's something you could do with that cash. Everybody has uh, something they can do with $100,000 but let's just Think about it for a second, right? Let's daydream. I mean, remember in school, they always told you to quit daydreaming. Now I'm asking you to daydream. Think about what you could do with $100,000, all the things that you could change with your life, right? All the great things that you could do. Somebody's going to put that into reality on Monday when they win. And it's not just the $100,000. Maybe it's even the 50-50. Last year, $41,000 in the 50-50. That helps, doesn't it? All because you took a chance and you helped out a wonderful organization like the Yorkton Exhibition, and they keep bringing in wonderful events here and we'll be able to continue to do so as well with your support 1-866-783-4800 is the number to call 1-866-783-4800 that's 1-866-783-4800 yorkton exhibition cash lottery commodities update
2: canola futures are trading mixed in the nearby months this hour January canola trading at eight hundred seventy five dollars per metric ton down twenty cents. March canola trading at eight hundred sixty three seventy up two dollars sixty cents. March Minneapolis wheat trading at eight hundred ninety nine and three quarters down nine and three quarters of a cent. March Kansas City wheat trading at eight thirty per bushel down fourteen and three quarters of a cent. March Chicago wheat trading at 732. And a half, down 13 and 3 quarters of a cent. March corn trading at 643 and 3 quarters up one and a quarter cents. January soybeans trading at 14.79 and a quarter, down 7 cents. March oats trading at 334 per bushel, up 4 cents. And that's the commodities update. Now it's time for more on Wednesday's producer forum at Canola Discovery Day in Saskatoon. Longer term autonomous equipment may be used on the worms farm in northwestern Saskatchewan, but Shayla says topography could make the transition challenging
4: what we find is that we're probably a little bit further from the point where we can incorporate that autonomy simply because we have just the the land dynamics so uh, autonomous units obviously work very well on flat land but when it comes to the extreme hill conditions that we're uh, always having to um, deal with it's going to be a while till that happens we might have to start small and then scale up
2: Other technology, such as drone spraying, will likely be implemented down the road.
4: This is an exciting piece that we're trying to pay very close attention to just because we, again, have that wet problem. So we need to make sure that we are utilizing equipment that doesn't mean that we have to be on the field and running tires over the field with really heavy pieces of equipment. So drone spraying has a ton of potential. We've had um, helicopters in in the past, but this has a lot of potential for our farm. We destroyers on the back of our combines, so again that residue management piece cannot be talked about enough. We need to make sure that that is taken care of. But again, just the fact that limiting our limiting factors are topography, obstacles and ground conditions. For us in our kind of northern climate, dealing with recently broken land and recently switched over land, those are going to provide quite a challenge for us. Jayla Worms
2: from St. Walberg was one of three farmers on our producer panel Wednesday at a canola industry meeting in Saskatoon. Please stay tuned, GX on Agriculture will return in one minute's time. Welcome back to GX on Agriculture. A 10-year-old girl made a big sale at Canadian Western Agribition last week in Regina. 10-year-old Bryn Stepler and her father Andre Stepler of Miami, Manitoba had entries in the agribition charlet sale. Bryn Stepler explains further.
0: So I sold my cow Gabby 546H in the Agribition sale for 49000 grand.
2: As for the breed and gender.
0: Charlet, female.
2: Bryn discloses the buyer.
0: Chad and Stacy Stacy Mathies, LaSalle, Manitoba.
2: She's happy with the result of the sale.:
0: Good. I a lot of money. Um, yeah.
2: Her dad Andre Stepler explains what they will be doing with the money. Well, definitely this was her show heifer for right till the calf was young. So she's been with this cow for a very long
0: time and she didn't want to sell her. But it's the reality of the agricultural world that we raise them, we sell them, we produce them and that type of stuff. So she's worked so hard on it and she'll she
2: reinvest back into a new one, so into a new heifer. And then she has to put some aside for college or university for sure. Bryn has already decided what she wants to be when she grows up. I'm a cattle farmer. She explains what cattle breed she wants to work with.
0: Uh, Charlay, Angus, Semmental.
2: Andre tells us about his ranching operation. Yeah, we run about 500 purebred Charlet cows, and then we actually just implemented an Angus, a black Angus cowherd, and a Semmental cowherd. So we're definitely very busy. And as for purebreds... Uh, yep, they're all, the, the mass majority are all purebreds, but we do have some commercial cows just for recepts for embryo transfer and stuff. Yep. Ten-year-old Bryn and her father, Andre Stepler, had entries at the Agribition Charlet sale last week in Regina. And don't forget that GX on Agriculture is always available on podcast. Listen to past shows whenever you want. You can find them easily by going to gx94radio.com. Also, you can hear the podcast on your Amazon Echo. Just enable the GX94 skill and choose GX on Agriculture. And yes, it's all free. It's coming up now on 1 o'clock. That means it's time for the GX94 Precision Weather Forecast. For the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head... And Yorkton-Melville-Roblin-Russell regions today, partly to mainly sunny, winds south-southeast at 15 to 30 and gusting higher at times, a high of minus 7. For tonight, partly to mainly cloudy, winds southeast at 10 to 20, a low of minus 15. For tomorrow, sunny, winds west-southwest at 10 to 20, a high of minus 8. For Sunday, cloudy. Winds east-southeast at 15 to 25, a high of minus 7. For Monday, a 40% chance of flurries, a high of minus 5. And Tuesday, a 60% chance of light snow, a high of minus 3. In the Paw and Dauphin, it's minus 13 degrees. Swan River is at minus 16 Brandon minus 12, Show Lake Russell minus 11, Roblin minus 8, Regina is at minus 13 degrees, Saskatoon minus 6, Hudson Bay minus 8, Broadview Mooseman minus 7, Indian Head minus 10, Winyard Wadena Kelvington minus 5. The Yorkton Melville region has uh, mainly sunny sky. A south-southeast wind at 24 kilometers an hour. 80% is the relative humidity. The temperature is minus 13 degrees. With the wind chill, it feels more like minus 22 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for GX on Agriculture for today. Be sure to tune in again on Monday for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines.